0: Monday, May seventeenth, two thousand twenty-one. It has been less than a week since I podcasted last, which is last Wednesday, the twelfth. And on that day when I podcasted, I was telling you about the gas shortage on the East Coast. Um, well, not quite all of the East Coast, just up to Virginia and Maryland, I believe. But the pipeline was restarted because that uh, Dominion pipeline. I don't even remember the name of the pipeline now. Anyway, they paid the, a couple million dollar uh, ransom to the ransomware people, and they got their system back online, and the gas was flowing this weekend. However, that is still not fast enough because there are still gas stations without gasoline. And I ran into this, well, my husband and I ran into this issue this weekend. We met a friend of ours, a winery friend, um, Let's just call her Erica. And uh, we met her at a new winery uh, that we had not been to before. And when we left the house, I think I even said this last week, that I had a half a tank of gas and I wasn't going anywhere. Well, that half a tank of gas when you're driving out to wine country goes pretty fast. So I was down. From, when we left the winery, after having a good time and you know tasting the new wines and learning about the new facility and all that stuff, then when we left... We went to another winery, which was only six miles up the road, and spent a little time there. But when we left to come home, um, my gas tank was down to less than a quarter of a tank. And I knew that I would not, we would not get all the way home without having to stop and get gas. So I pulled up, well, I downloaded that Gas Buddy app. And I was trying to have my husband work the app on my phone while we're driving so he can tell me where to go. Well, you know, he's not the most technologically advanced and he couldn't, he didn't understand the symbols like where it says whether the gas station is one, open, two, has gas, three, has power. And uh, there was these little uh, like graphics that indicate that for each gas station. Well, he couldn't tell me if the place was open so the first gas station we went to was closed because they had no gas so then I, we had to go like another three or four miles to get to another gas station but they were limiting the gas they didn't have any of the supreme you know the high level gases so they only had regular unleaded but they were limiting you to 10, 10 gallons or 10 dollars it was 10 gallons well my car is just barely over 10 gallons i think anyway because i never put more than 10 gallons of gas in there it seems at a time anyway so i said well i have to get i have to get gas because this is you know we need gas to get home and this is the only place we have found out here that is open and that has gas so without not even paying attention to the price of gas i just started pumping the gas and i just uh Pumped it until the thing stopped, and it stopped at ten dollars. I mean, ten gallons, which was fine, because um, you know my car. I think only takes fourteen gallons total, so ten gallons was more than enough to get us home, and you know all of that. So then I looked at the price, and I was like, "Holy shit!" It was three dollars and was it three dollars and thirty cents, something like that? No, it was it had to be two ninety nine because it was. Well, my final amount was $33. So it had to be, uh, times it would be $3.33 or something like that. Anyway, it was outrageously priced. Let's just say that because I haven't paid that much money for gas and I can't tell you how long because I use the Giant Rewards and get my gas at Shell. Uh, giant is the, is the um, grocery store here and they have a gas program uh, with their loyalty card. But anyway, so I always use the gas points and never pay what the pump says. So, you know, usually it's 20, 30, 40 cents off per gallon. Um, so I, you know, don't usually pay that price. But I was like, I don't care, I have to pay it. So I went ahead and paid it, and we had gas to get home, and we were able to get home with no problem. And, um, interestingly, the car is still full, because when I got, I don't know why, it didn't take us that much gas to get home, I guess, because when, when the car was parked, it still said I had a full tank of gas. So... Interestingly Anyway, so now I have gas uh, Full tank gas And I have no plans to go anywhere Until Is it Thursday? And even then I think we're going to be walking on Thursday Uh, So it won't be until next weekend When we go to another winery So anyway, that's the gas situation And I was just getting a little nervous When we were looking for a gas station And my husband couldn't read the Couldn't understand the uh, symbols on the Gas Buddy app And I was driving the car And I'm like, I'm not going to look at the phone While I'm driving so, you know, it was just a little frustrating, but we found gas and things were okay. Now, I think it was, changing changing the subject here slightly, is, as you know, the cicadas are out now. We are experiencing Brood 10, which is, I think, is what is it, like 17 states has the cicadas coming out. Well... Last What day was it? Because I podcasted on Wednesday. So it was Friday. On Friday, on my walk on Friday, I actually saw my first live cicada. And I say live in that it had already come out of the shell. You know how they come out of the shell and they leave the shell on a tree or whatever? So... Um, you know, I saw I, this one had already come out of the shot. It's already the wings were already big. And it was walking on the sidewalk, so I just stopped and stopped and took a picture of it, and I'll put that picture on with the podcast today. But um, I was surprised because my husband had said that he had seen tons of these things, and on my walk, this was the first time I had seen them. Of course, now I've walked. Let's see. Saturday, Sunday, and today's Monday, and I've seen a shit ton of them. And I've seen lots of crows and um, other birds eating them. Like they just can't get enough. Like they're like, as soon as they see one, they're snatching it up and munching on it. But then I heard that, you know, um, dogs and, well, animals, cats and dogs specifically, they said, shouldn't eat the uh, cicadas in their shells, the ones that are in the shells, because the shells can. Uh, leave uh, slashes or gashes in their intestines and then they can get infections and, you know, Mm -hmm. die or whatever. So don't let your animals eat the cicadas if you can help it. But I guess it's okay for birds because the birds were just, I mean, I couldn't believe. I saw these two crows and they were trying to munch everyone that they could see. uh, This one crow had like four of them in his mouth at the same time. And I would think if I was going to be a bug to eat those, I would want to rip off the wings because I, I wouldn't want to be eating those wings. I mean, you know, they're ugly as hell creatures. But um, anyway, oh, and then, then on, um, I think it was on Friday on Kelly and Ryan, the you know, Kelly Ripa show, whatever. I don't even know that, what that's called, but I think it's Kelly and Ryan. They were talking about the cicadas and then they were talking about cooking with the cicadas and they showed um, – this was it a different reporter no no that was on that was on a different show where did i see that i don't know but they, this reporter showed this uh, these um this man this wife uh science team who liked the cicadas and study them every time and all this stuff and that they also had a recipe for making cicada cookies and i don't know if you've seen those i'm sure you have the christmas cookies that are like a plain cookie then they have a uh, Hershey's chocolate kiss pushed right in the middle um, that's what they did with the cicadas they made these cookies that were, actually the cookies were like a chocolate cookie but then the smushed right in the middle was a cicada and it, was, it looked so gross but they ate them I was like you couldn't pay me to eat those you know. and I think there are some reality shows that I know there are that make people eat insects so I wonder if this year they're making them eat cicadas I don't know but, um, I think we're in still in for a couple of weeks more of this cicada brood brood ten um, yeah, so anyway, that's the cicadas um so last week, I was telling you that I was having such a hard time with the podcast app and having an issue with the um you know the the changes that they made and uh, how to list them and all this stuff. well, we got a voicemail from a long-time listener, first-time caller. Let me see his voicemail. Um, Oh, it's got the uh, transcript here. His name is Rick, and he is from Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, So let's listen to this voicemail and then see if we can follow his directions.
1: Hey, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller, And I was listening to your May 12th episode where you indicated that you had problems ordering the podcast in which order you wanted to listen to. The way I handle it is under the podcast, you can select the library and choose the shows to which you are subscribed. It will indicate the ones that you have episodes that you have not listened to. When you select the podcast, it will show those episodes that are still available. Select the episode, and then choose an option to either play next, play last, or mark as played. You can do this for all the episodes to you want to add to your playlist. Once you've done this, you can open the podcast as if you're going to play with the next one, scroll down below the episode notes, and it will show playing next. On the right-hand side of that, there'll be three lines. You can press and hold the three lines, and it will make the that particular episode movable. So you can move it up or down in the list, and you can reorder your list that way. Uh, that hope that helps. This is Rick. I don't mind if you use my name on the show. I don't think I'm speaking well enough for you to actually play the episode, but... I don't mind getting credit if I help you out. Thank you very much. Look forward to hearing you again. Uh, I'm a little, just a little further south of you. I'm down in Lynchburg, Virginia, so uh, they're almost neighbors. Talk to you later. Have a good night.
0: Rick, thank you so much for the voicemail. I appreciate it. And so glad that you're calling in. And, of course, your recommendation for how to figure that out, uh, or at least to you know move them to make a playlist was spot on mr I was totally able to do that so I really appreciate that um, the tip there because I it was driving me crazy but once you described it where you can you know tap on the the three lines and then drag them I didn't realize that about that so um, thank you so much for that recommendation I really really appreciate it now if you could tell me how to get rid of the thing on Facebook to get rid of my college underneath my name on Facebook, I'd really appreciate that too. Um, now, what does he also say about, I've already forgotten what he said, because he said something about, um, uh, what does it say? I look forward to hearing you again. Oh, yes, we're almost neighbors. Um, actually... Uh, Rick, I, I told you that um, on my last show That I went to Radford University Which was in Radford, Virginia And that's probably like, what, two hours from Lynchburg And then most of my life I grew up in Falls Church uh, Which is like three hours from Lynchburg, I believe So definitely in Virginia, you know, neighbors But why are you living in Lynchburg? Lynchburg is a horrible city It's got that those horribly... Um, I'm sure they are racist, but I'm thinking of the uh, Christian people, and the name of your town, Lynchburg, is has a horrible history with lynching. Um, I mean, I don't really know if the city it does itself, but why would they call it Lynchburg if there wasn't a history with lynching? Anyway, I'm not, I'm so sorry, Rick. I'm I'm not I'm trying not to hit on your city, but um, you know, it's, it's think about it. It's it's Lynchburg. <laughs> Anyway, I've only been there a couple of times, so I can't say that, you know, I know a whole lot about it. But anyway, uh, Rick, thank you. Did I say rich earlier? <laughs> I'm so sorry if I did. Rick, thank you so much again for the recommendation and the pointers on how to use the um, podcast app like that and uh, so forth. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, and feel free to call in again. Um, okay, now moving on. So... Um, Oh, did you see this thing? I saw this on... Oh, I guess I didn't see it on Twitter. I saw it somewhere else, but it was about Twitter. Have you heard this, that Twitter is going to start a subscription service? Like, they're going to charge $2.99 a month, I think it is, to have Twitter... um, like enhanced Twitter or something. I forget what, what all you get with that. I mean, it hasn't started yet. There's just a speculation. I saw it on the on my tech uh, group on here. I wish I could find it now because that was several days ago that I wrote that down. Of course, now you know I'm not going to be able to find it. Um, oh, shit. Um, oh, then I see that Apple is also introducing enhanced music. They let me do a search for Twitter subscription. Twit, oops. Twitter subscription. <laughs> Twitter subscription. Let's see. What can we find there? Oops. All right, I know people hate this one. People are doing search on... Um, oh, yeah, they're going to call it Twitter Blue. Let me see this. That was from The Verge. It says, Twitter has previously confirmed that it's exploring a paid subscription model for some features and app researcher Jane Wong tweeted Saturday, okay, maybe I saw on Saturday, that she's discovered how much it will cost and what what it will be called Twitter Blue will cost $2.99 per month and will include an undo tweet feature and bookmark collections. What in the world would you do with a bookmarking of a tweet? Um... She says that it appears Twitter is working on a tiered subscription model. which she put posts could mean a less cluttered premium experience for the highest paying subscribers. Well, the only thing I would pay for is to not have all those ads on Twitter. But I don't think I'd pay for anything else. And, you know, if they're going to have an undo Twitter, they should have an edit your tweet. Because that is one thing that Twitter does not have that I wish they did have. Because once you send out a tweet... If you spelled something wrong or something like that, you just have to delete it and start again or just forget it and leave the tweet out there with the errors in it, which I hate. Would you pay for a Twitter subscription? I'm curious if anybody who's listening would actually pay $2.99 a month for those, um, well, so far, those two features. Um, they would they would definitely have to add editing a tweet to that for me to even think of spending money on Twitter. I mean, I just, I really can't see it. I don't know how that would work. The other thing that I saw about Twitter is that they're doing, um, well, I saw that John Ong had it, but it's called Twitter spaces. And I don't know if, did I talk about that before? I don't think I did, but Twitter spaces is kind of like the, um, competition to, um, clubhouse, the audio, uh, you know, like you can have a room of people and have the audio going. And you can chat with people on um, Clubhouse. But to, oh, excuse me, I should tell you that I'm, I am podcasting with uh, renovations happening. If, can I just hear them above me? I don't know if you can hear that drilling. But if you can hear noises in the background, that's because I live in a high-rise condo and they are renovating the condo, either above mine or the one above that. But I can hear it. Anyway, back to Twitter Spaces. Twitter Spaces is the competition with Clubhouse, as I said, and people who have, you have to have at least 600 followers to even be offered the Twitter Spaces. So like John Ong has, I think he's got a you know a million or so. Um, no, I don't know how many he has. Oh, my goodness, he's got 1,430 followers. I think I have like 200 followers. But you can have... If you have 600 Twitter followers, at least 600 Twitter followers, then you can do Twitter Spaces. And one night recently, I was on late and John was like, um, John on place, oh yeah, that was on beginning of May, May 4th, because I found it here on John's thing. He says, hey, I'm testing out Spaces, come join me. And you click on it and you can, it takes you, but you can't do it on the, well, at least on the app on the computer. I had to do it on my phone, on the app on the phone. Um, you can, you know, it's just like Clubhouse. John Ong starts like a little room, and you can go in there and you chat with him. And I, I joined him for some. I think it's just I got the same kind of thing where he, they have to, um, you know, you have to be asked to join in the conversation, and then they they bring you into the room or whatever. So um, Twitter Spaces. Anybody else out there have Twitter, spa- Twitter Spaces? Do you have three or six hundred followers to get Twitter Spaces? Yeah, I think. I just think Twitter's trying to become uh, more relevant now that the um, now that they've gotten rid of Trump they need something to bring in people because I am sure a lot of people left Twitter when Trump left Twitter I mean that's what I'm thinking I mean I would if I didn't well I don't really nobody really needs twitter i I do get I will say um, I keep the Twitter open all day on my on my uh, desktop and and I will you know, constantly, not constantly, but check it pretty often because mostly I want to see anything that's happening live, like a emergency of any kind. And I think it will show up first on Twitter than it will anywhere else because I see when um, a celebrity or somebody famous has died, I see it on Twitter before I see it on like the Washington Post, um, their newspaper webpage. Uh, so that's why I keep um, Twitter open. You can hear this stuff kind of. Pretty uh, pretty regularly Now um, Which and, and here we go A tweet just showed up Literally 12 seconds ago From Joe My God He has a blog And he's a, a Gay activist And um, Older gay guy uh, You should know him Joe My God Anyway On his Twitter He put out the tweet Chachi Crashes and burns In defense Of Ricky Schroeder Now To give you some a little bit of background, how much time do I have left? Do I have time to talk about this? Man, I can really hear that upstairs. Oh, I only have a minute or two. I can give you the gist gist of it. So over the weekend, um, Ricky Schroeder tried to get into a Costco without wearing a mask. And, you know, because now there's, well, there shouldn't be any confusion about wearing masks or not. If the company that you are trying to enter has a policy of a mask, you have to follow that policy. Just because the CDC says you don't need to wear a mask does not mean each individual privately owned company can't tell you to wear a mask too. So Ricky Schroeder thinks that he should be able to get in there. Now, I know you can't hear the audio because I don't have that one going through there, but... um, so Ricky Schroeder posted on his um, uh, Twitter feed his uh, video uh, exchange with the employee at Costco, who that guy was really good. He was just like, you know, it's, that's the way our business is, so you have to follow it. Well, so that was Ricky Schroeder. Ricky Schroeder, who is, at the time when he was a little bit younger, he was hot. Now, not so much. Anyway, so this was all about Scott Bayo. Um, coming to his rescue, I guess. Anyway, it says, Scott Baio tweeted, the Costco manager employee said it's a law to wear the mask. It is not a law. It is a mandate from the dictators. Yeah, so funny. I think Rick Schroeder and Scott Baio and all of those ilk who are arguing about wearing a mask to help save people is ridiculous. They're stupid themselves. You know, and here's the thing. Um, I don't care what anybody else says. I'm, I'm, Well, my husband and I are continuing to wear a mask. Not outside. I will say when I go on my walks now, I don't wear a mask. But when we go to the restaurants, we wear a mask until we're seated. When we get up to leave the table, we wear a mask. Um, when we were in a store, which we haven't really been in a store, but we will, we will wear masks any, anywhere we need to go. Uh, oh, we 'll go uh, um, grocery store we wore our mask yesterday when we went grocery shopping because it 's the polite thing to do it no one's no one 's forcing anything on us. We choose to wear the mask not outside but in inside we will wear the mask anyway that 's how we feel about it all right once again i 've gone a little bit over my usual twenty minute time so i 'm going to stop there. And uh, I want to thank Rick again for the voicemail. That was so nice of you to to give me those uh, tips and stuff. I wonder, did you see that somewhere? Like, is there a a video or something that describes how to do all that? I would have never figured that out. (laughs) Anyway, thanks again. All right, that's all for today, boys and girls. Until next time, bye.